Welcome, welcome to the Ready to Wander podcast hosted by Sydney Brienne. This is a podcast where I encourage you to chase your dreams and we chat about all things business, photography, travel, adventure, and of course, living and experiencing more life outdoors. So what do you say? Are you ready to wander? Hey, hey, welcome back to the Ready to Wander podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Brienne, and I'm so freaking excited for today's episode because it's the first of the Real Elopement Story series where I bring on past couples of mine that have hired me to shoot their elopements in epic places. I wanted to start this series because there's really nothing like it in the podcast world. There's not a place where you can go to actually hear a conversation about someone's elopement, what they loved or hated, what they're glad they did, and what they wish they would have done, and just hear about the magic eloping brings and how you can honor your love story through an intimate wedding day. I wanted a way to allow my past couples to share their stories so that maybe someone planning an elopement or someone who needs some encouragement or is on the fence can hear a real elopement story. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to my guest today. I have an amazing couple here today, Alexis and Chase, who eloped in September 2022 in Northwest Montana. They had a two-day elopement near and in Glacier National Park. The first day was spent at a rental near Whitefish, Montana with their families, and then the second day they said private vows and hiked in Glacier National Park. Alexis and Chase, welcome. I'm so, so excited to have you here. Your elopement was amazing. I still post your photos all the time. It was so down to earth and elegant, but also adventurous, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. But first, I would love for you to tell listeners a little bit about yourselves. What do you guys do? Where are you from? And how did all of that translate into you wanting an elopement instead of a big traditional wedding? Um, Hi, I'm Alexis. And I'm Chase. We live in Minnesota, uh, just outside of the cities. I am a data analyst. I'm a woodworking sales. And we had been together, we got married on our fifth anniversary. And our whole relationship was really focused around adventure and road trips and being outside. We've been to a whole bunch of state parks and regional parks and national parks. We um, kind of have traveled all over. And we knew that what we really wanted was something that reflected that love for the outdoors and kind of wanting to be connected to nature. And we really wanted to have our nearest and dearest there Um, And so we kind of decided that while we love all of our friends and our extended family, what we really wanted out of the day was something that was going to be low stress, have us kind of out in nature, beautiful scenery, and really tap into that sense of adventure and nature. I love that. And I know the biggest goal of this podcast series for me is to give a look into what an actual elopement looks like. So if you could help listeners paint the picture of your elopement, that would be great. So maybe tell us what you did, who you had with you, what your itinerary or timeline looked like, and what you were feeling and seeing. And I know that's a lot. And I also know that elopement days go by so fast. So whatever you can remember, whatever kind of story you can tell will be great. So can you give a little overview of your elopement story? It can be as detailed as you like. Take as long as you need. You both can tell a different story if you'd like. We want all the mushy-gushy stories and feelings over here. So take your time. Talk as long as you need to. 
basically what it was is this uh, big, big, big cabin on a nice piece of property. And there was like a horse ranch kind of right there in our front yard. It was, there's this patch of grass of the yard that was covered with like beautiful trees. And so it was like the perfect spot to actually like have the ceremony. And also the cabin had enough rooms that we could fit our close families all in there. And I'll back up a little bit. Um, so we decided to do like Sydney, like you said, a two day elopement. So the first day we had our, close family there. We had parents and siblings and we wanted to have kind of that true ceremony, traditional ceremony experience with our parents and our siblings, the people who, you know, have been there from the very beginning with us. And then the second day we wanted to go into the national park and have more of that adventure day, the day that was just dedicated to the, the two of us our relationship. So on the first day, we had a very slow morning. We got together. We had a big family breakfast, kind of got everything set up. And I would say had a pretty low stress getting ready and then had... Except for writing the vows. Well... I wrote mine last second, but they were beautiful, I'm pretty sure. Well, I told you to write them in advance. I wrote mine in advance, but I didn't write them in the vow book in advance. So the day of, I was quickly writing them in the vow book. So that was a mistake. But overall, it was a really low-stress day. And then we had a, a short ceremony, like Chase said, under the trees. It was absolutely perfect. It was everything we could have wanted from a ceremony. It was fairly short-ish. <laughs> Um, we had my stepdad officiate, my little brother read a reading. Did you want to say something? I didn't cry. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, and then we kind of broke everything down, set up this beautiful tablescape by candlelight under the trees so that we could have a really intimate family dinner with some of our, you know, our first dance, our dances with our parents. And it was the most perfect first day. It was fairly low stress. Um, I'm not gonna say it was no stress, but it was pretty low stress and it was it was just perfect. You know, like I said, we, we felt like we were able to have time with all of our family members. And once everything was said and done, we had a bonfire and we just hung out in flannels around the fire with all of our family. And it was everything we could have asked for. And then the second day, we just got all dressed up all over again, drove into Glacier and had the day that was more for just the two of us, where we kind of tapped into that adventure. We tapped into who we had become together throughout our relationship and going to these beautiful, like breathtaking places. We did it all by car, which is something we've always done. Well, obviously we did it by car. It's a big park, but that's something we have always done in our relationship. And we did private vows along Lake Josephine and had some bites of our wedding cheesecake while we watched the sunset and then had blue hour. And it was just perfect. And we just got a little bit of everything in our weekend. And I, I don't think we could have asked for really anything better. I wish I didn't have myself on mute because I was giggling that whole time. Um, just you two. I love you two. You're so great. Um, 
I I love that. I love the detail you provided. And now that we know what your story is and what your elopement felt and looked like, I would love to kind of get into the nitty gritty of your decision making and planning. And I'm going to ask Chase to go first on this one. Can you describe the location of your wedding weekend and elopement and what drew you to it? So you both might have separate answers. So Chase, if you want to go first, what drew you to Northwest Montana and Glacier National Park? Um, well, so from my side of things, um, I, I've always been a camper. We go to my cabin on the weekends, uh, pretty much every day, every, every week in the summer. And, uh, and then also on top of that, I go to a lot of state parks and stuff like that. And also head out to South Dakota and the Black Hills pretty much like once a year at the very least for like the last 10, 12 years of my life. And I really love that area. And the one that seemed close enough, but a little bit too far away was Glacier National Park. Uh, I've always wanted to just go the extra almost 10 hours and just make it happen. But every single time I got to South Dakota, it's an eight hour trip, you know, and you get to see those, that beautiful stuff. And then you go, well, you know, this is like, you know, 60, 70% of what I'd see out there. Do I really want to drive 10 more hours out there? And uh, that was kind of the only thing that halted me, but I've always wanted to go out and, so when I met Alexis and she, you know, shared the same kind of like passion for, you know, being in the outdoors and stuff like that, maybe even more so than me, that's, that's, I think what our idea of a great trip would always be. We talked about it so many different times, but between work and then her going off to Colorado for two years and stuff like that, like kind of halted that idea for quite a bit. And then you know, we wanted to have a wedding and we wanted to do an elopement. And it was like, well, this is perfect. This is perfect timing. It's the perfect reason. And it's absolutely the most beautiful place you could ever imagine to have a wedding. And it's different. And it's it's something that I guess I don't see a lot of people, at least in my circle, you know, middle of nowhere, Minnesota, small town people doing. And uh, I, I think it spoke to who we are as people and that we want to travel and, and go on adventure and hike and be out in nature and visit the greatness that lies within our country. Awesome. And Alexis, what is, I mean, he talked about a little bit that you guys had decided Glacier was kind of a bucket list thing, but what drew you to Northwest Montana? For as long as I can remember, Glacier National Park has been at the within the top three of my bucket list national parks, really locations just about anywhere. It was one of those places that I was like, I know that going there will already be memorable, but I want this to be extra memorable. How can I make this the most memorable? And it actually came up on our first date. We were talking about like the types of places we wanted to be when we figured out or we wanted to go when we figured out that this was a shared interest that we had going on road trips, going on these adventures and doing all of these like outdoorsy things. We talked about the types of places we wanted to go. And both of us mentioned Glacier National Park 
And I am an incredibly sentimental person. Sometimes Chase would probably say annoyingly so. And so to me, I was like, well, this is a spot I've always wanted to go. And we knew we wanted to go somewhere extraordinary for our wedding. And so to me, I, I was like, well, we we talked about this on our first date. Like what per- more perfect of a place is there to kind of bring this full circle than to go somewhere extraordinary like Glacier National Park and get married there and get the beautiful photos and get to hike somewhere that we've never been before and get views that we've barely seen anything that can parallel it. And that was just something that like pretty much instantly clicked. I think we've known for a really long time, maybe even before we were engaged, we had been talking about Glacier National Park. So it pretty much was just a given um, from the beginning. I love that foreshadowing. And switching topics a little bit, what was the biggest challenge that you guys faced when planning your elopement? And then how did you overcome it or what resources were most valuable to you? I think the biggest thing for me was just being so far from the vendors, planning from Minnesota, having never been to Montana, having no ability to like do any sort of trials with vendors, whether it was a caterer or like the hairstylist and having to navigate communication through that was really difficult. And kind of the, I I don't know if it's a second piece to that or if it's an addition to that, but whitefish is whitefish and glacier and Kalispell. It's such an incredible location, um, but it's also a really unique combination of being such a popular wedding spot and also not really that populated in the grand scheme of things. And so there was a really tricky balance of trying to find vendors that weren't already taken because there just aren't as many local vendors in the area as there are in other more populated areas. That's not to say there's absolutely incredible vendors in the Whitefish, Kalispell, Glacier National Park area. Absolutely. Um, There's just not as many. And so We just had to be really patient and flexible and sometimes we had to pivot plans because a vendor would fall through or one thing that honestly did happen a couple times is a vendor had to respectfully bow out because they did have a bigger wedding come along Um, and because of of the nature of the wedding industry, they had to take on a bigger wedding rather than our our 20-person elopement. And so that was really difficult. That was something that was kind of stressful, but we just had to be patient and flexible and In reality, we really didn't have too many vendors, so it probably was a little bit less stressful than uh, it would have been otherwise. And then, like I said, just not having, not being able to trial as a bride was stressful. So for me, like I wasn't, I have fairly long hair and I wasn't able to trial any sort of like hairstyle beforehand. Um, And so that took a little bit of trust and patience and just believing that it was all gonna work out. And it completely did. It, it absolutely worked out, loved my hair. Our day was absolutely perfect and the vendors were incredible. So that's not to like dissuade anyone, but it definitely was a challenge that had to be worked through. And I think the biggest thing was being patient and flexible, but also being an advocate for ourselves. There were times where I had to just keep following up with vendors and just making sure that I was continually emailing them because in reality, like um, a lot of the vendors in that area don't just do weddings. And so sometimes they can only respond to weddings on the weekends. And so I just had to be persistent in my emailing. So that was probably the biggest challenge, but 
overall, it completely all worked out and it was an absolutely perfect weekend. That was all very insightful. And I'm glad that you still think it was not as stressful and not as challenging to plan as a bigger wedding. And did you have any unique or personalized details that made your elopement feel special and meaningful to you? Because that's always the that's always the goal is the point of an elopement is to have this intimate, personal experience. And so did you have any unique or personalized details that you want to share that just were special to you? I, I think uh, actually uh, two things. The day of our wedding after our ceremony, our dinner, I'm not huge on, you know, Pinterest or anything like that, but it was like from a movie. I mean, all you need is a couple tables and chairs and a white cloth and your close family right there. It was more beautiful than anything I ever could have imagined that dinner. And it was great. And people were giving toasts and like, it was awesome. And, um, and that's all thanks to, uh, Alexis. And then, you know, you guys, but you guys were great and you guys captured that moment. Um, 100%. There was not a ounce of that night left out of those photos and videos. And then the second part was when you had that really great idea of with the lanterns, some of my favorite photos ever were us walking down, you know, the side of the lake and we have these lanterns and it's just perfect, like color contrast and mix. I absolutely love it. It's like, it's the wallpaper on my phone. It's, it's just great. And, um, those two things were very, very, um, I don't know, just impactful. I mean, everything of that weekend was impactful, but I remember those two things just being like, wow, this is my life. I love that. I love that. Chase, that was very sentimental. And Alexis, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I th- I think there were uh, there were a couple of things. F- the first thing was, like I said, the morning of the wedding. So we kind of talk about it in two parts. Like the first day we call the wedding, even though it was like a two-day elopement, the first day to us was the wedding. The second day was the like adventure elopement is kind of what I call it. Um, the wedding day, the day with our family, we opened the day with breakfast and we opened it up with a waffle brunch, which to me was an extra special, like unique, I guess not unique. I think a lot of people do waffle brunches on their on their wedding day, but it was very personal and special to us because we got married exactly five years to the day from our first date. And our first date was at Black Coffee and Waffle Bar in Minneapolis. And so that was a really special detail for me, at least. It felt, like I said earlier, it felt like bringing it full circle and to have our families kind of like involved when, you know, families weren't there for the first date, but we were able to kind of share waffles and this really special day. So that was a really special detail. And then for me, I was really, really touched. Chase kind of touched on it, but I was really touched by the toasts at our dinner. 
our dinner, like we said, was like this big family table and we didn't really talk to anyone about like, hey, would you give a toast? I technically had a maid of honor. It was my my sister, but Chase has three brothers, so he didn't really have a best man. We didn't have anyone that was explicitly like asked to give a toast. But once one person got up to give a toast, almost everyone gave toasts and they were all special. They were all unique. Even my nine-year-old brother got up and gave a toast. And that was something that was just like incredibly special to us. And so even though it wasn't really like a planned wedding detail, that's something that I look back on with like such sentimentality from, from the weekend. And I also think that people felt a lot more comfortable it being a smaller wedding. They didn't have to get up in front of a big crowd. They had the ability to say what they wanted to say, you know, on their heart and everything because it's just your close family and that's all and that's all that matters and you know having a big crowd to do it in front of you know it can be intimidating and I think that this was a perfect opportunity for people to say what they wanted to say yeah I agree I am literally just like I have goosebumps I'm tearing up thinking about it because I remember that moment so clearly it was like oh, I'd like to give a toast. Like someone stood up and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, me too, me too. And they were all so good, like from the heart, meaningful words, like not long, just like it was so touching. And so I loved that moment for you guys. And I love that I was there to capture it and witness it. And it was so emotional. It was so cute. And so I love that. And I always, always recommend couples bring personal elements into their day that are meaningful. So I love that you guys did a waffle bar and you had a big family style table because that's what you wanted. And yeah, you had a lot of really fun, unique moments, blue hour photos. Not many people do that. Yeah. It, it was so fun to look through your photos or just be there living in that moment and be like, yeah, this day is so us and this happened. And a lot of those feelings come from the details or the planning and just having a day that's exactly your vibe or what you dreamed of. So I know you guys had a lot of cute de details. You had a lot of cute moments, but something that sticks out in my mind whenever I think of your elopement is Alexis, the pocket watch that you gave Chase. And I feel like it was such a fun little gift with an engraving. And I took pictures of it when you guys were kind of messing with it. And it was that always just sticks out in my mind of how cool a gift that was and how it incorporated into your little adventure day so easily. It was just such a fun detail. So that was awesome. And kind of moving on a little bit, this is a touchy subject. Did you have a particular budget in mind when planning your elopement? And how did you allocate your funds? And you don't have to share specific numbers, but maybe help listeners get a feel for what percentage of your budget went to what specific thing. Like I know they say like industry standard, like if you were having a traditional wedding, it's like, oh, 37% of your budget goes, goes towards your venue. But how did you guys kind of allocate your funds or what did you decide to spend the most money on? We did have a budget. Um, I think it was a little bit, at first it was a little bit unrealistic maybe. Like we had a budget and then we kind of had to adjust it. And then we just we just had to adjust it a little bit. Partially part of that was that uh, we didn't have a venue, but we had this big rental that we had to kind of work into that that was a big chunk. We, in all honesty, I should have probably done a better job prepping. I 
don't know really what percentages things broke down to, but part of that is we got really lucky that we actually won a giveaway between Sydney and Hunter for a package deal with photo and video. And photo and video were honestly the most important vendors or like costs associated with the wedding to us. You know, we could have probably eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and gotten married in t-shirts, but we really cared about beautiful photos and video that really like spoke to our story and who we are. And so we got lucky because that was a smaller percentage than it would have been. Um, But that would have been the largest percentage of our budget would have been the photo and video. And then after that was honestly the rental, which would have been similar to the venue cost. And we did have, um, because it was a destination wedding, we did have family members chip in for like kind of their lodging costs, but it didn't, they did not chip in for the whole thing. And then after that, a lot of what we did was DIY. I, we did fake florals. Um, so I, along with the help of my mother-in-law, Michelle, put together all of the fake florals using flowers from Michael's. So that really wasn't a huge cost. I did my own makeup. We got the groom and groomsmen suits from an online website that was fairly cheap. So I guess what I'm saying is we splurged on some things and we went fairly cheap on the other things. We were willing to splurge on photo and video, um, especially because we paid for coverage for two days. We were willing to splurge on that. And the venue we really wanted, or the the rental, we really wanted something beautiful that could fit our entire family. We didn't want to have people split up. We didn't want to have people having to drive in or have to decide who was going to stay where. And then other than that, we just kind of tried to fit everything else to what we knew was a reasonable budget to us. And that meant that maybe we went with a, you know, more DIY decor, or we might have, you know, had to nix some options in terms of decor. But yeah, that was, those were kind of the decisions that went into our budget. So we did set a budget, but one thing that surprised us was thinking, oh, this is an elopement. It will be so inexpensive. And we realized fairly quickly that we were (laughs) a little bit naive there. So it, it did have a cost associated to it, but I think we were pretty good at assigning cost to our priorities. Awesome. And now that you've kind of lived it, you've thought about it, you've looked back on it, what advice would you give to couples considering eloping or planning a destination elopement? I think personally, if you have someone special in your life and they are having a wedding, the big weddings are great. They're fun. You know, there's a lot of, you know, music and dancing you know, big, you know, big groups and stuff. And that can be nice, but there's something charming about having your close family and maybe a couple, you know, extra friends and stuff like that. You genuinely get to share that moment with those people on a much personal, more personal level. And I think that that is going to be more meaningful for you and them in the long run. Whereas, most big weddings, for me at least, kind of blend together. And I, I'm so happy we did what we did. Yeah, kind of piggybacking off of that, I think my biggest piece of advice is 
do it. If you're considering eloping or planning a destination elopement, do it. If it fits you, if it fits you and your relationship or your life and your priorities, do it without hesitation. Um, And do it unapologetically is one of the big things. There are going to be a ton of people who really care about you, who have the best intent and still make you feel bad about it. We have so many incredible friends who even up until the days leading up to the wedding were like, no, you can't do this. We're so sad. And you just have to stick to your guns and say, this is what we want. Um, This is what is important to us. And having the like priority set that, you know, this is, this is the way we want our day. But on the flip side, I think if you are someone who wants that big wedding or you have, you know, a huge family and you want all of them there and you have a ton of friends and you really, really want all of them there and you have the means to do so, I think the biggest thing that I would say is don't feel pressured to elope just because you think you should or you see beautiful photos. Um, That is one thing that I think I've seen a little bit or heard a little bit is just like, oh, you know, I I know I really want a big wedding, but I feel like I should elope. Um, But I think it's the same thing as like, if you want to elope, do it. If you don't want to, don't. And I think it just depends on what fits your relationship and what fits, you know, your priorities. And looking back, is there anything you would have done differently or any details you would have added or changed to make your elopement even more special? Honestly, no. Everything was so incredible. There are things we could have, well, maybe not we, there are things I could have done to maybe make uh, you know, a few moments a little bit less stressful. But overall, in terms of making things more special, there are really no regrets from my side. It was the most special weekend I could have asked for. I day one was so incredibly memorable with our families and day two we got a little bit of everything Um, and part of that was really in thanks to you Sydney for helping us plan you know how to hit what we wanted in the park but there really wasn't a whole lot that we could have done to make it any more memorable or special we really got everything we wanted out of it. I think um, the one thing I would have changed was um When we went out the second day for our hike, um, I remember going out to this dock uh, overlooking the lake and the mountains were just standing over us really tall. And Alexis really annoyed me the other day, so I wish I would have pushed her in the lake now. (laughs) And I wish I would have had a photo or video, you know, for that moment. That's it. I think that's the only regret I have. I just love that, like, Alexis, you were so sentimental there. Like, no, it was perfect. And he goes, ah, just kidding. (laughs) If if anyone wants a glimpse into truly what our relationship is like, that right there is it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. And I felt like you guys booked me super far in advance because it was one of those things where I did a giveaway and you guys won and we, like, just jumped right into planning and... Everything came together perfectly and it was an awesome weekend and I wanted to end this podcast on a question that was meaningful to transport you both back to that day 
but also to give listeners a little piece of joy to take with them when this episode ends. So I can share mine when you're both done sharing, but what was your favorite moment or memory from your elopement day? I have, I guess, two. The first one was just changing into my hiking boots and hiking to Josephine Lake. Josephine Lake was the, like, that was to me the location in the park that I wanted to see the most. Back when I had no sense of location, I thought I wanted to do the ceremony there without knowing that it was like a two hour drive from our Airbnb or our rental. So that was really memorable for me because that really felt like even though I was in my wedding dress and Chase was in his suit, you know, I had my hiking boots on, I had a I had bear spray strapped to me and we were hiking the way that we had done too many times to count in our relationship. And that to me just felt the most authentic to us. And that was one of the most special parts for me. And then the second kind of favorite memory was after we did that hike and we were waiting for blue hour and watching the sun go down, we were just sitting up on the ridge eating bites of cheesecake and just kind of sitting and watching the sunset and just talking. And that was really special because I feel like a lot of a lot of that day, as incredible as it was, was driving from spot to spot and taking these beautiful photos. And it was very go, go, go. Um, and that was a moment where we were able to like sit down and enjoy a little bit of our wedding cheesecake and be like, wow, like we are in this incredible spot. I was like about to cry because this is a spot I've wanted to go to for so long. And we were just able to be like, we're signing our wedding license. Like we are, we are married. This is real. Um, and that was, that was incredibly special for me. And um, uh, for me, it was the moments in between the ceremony and um, the hiking and stuff like that, where I didn't have to wear my suit. And uh, no, I'm kidding. My favorite part was was that uh, Alexis putting on her hiking boots and walking that trail with uh, Zach Hunter and you, Sydney. It it felt like I was just doing it with uh, a bunch of friends and one which I get to spend the rest of my life with, um, which is just all I could ask for. And I have photos and videos to remember this by. And um, one of the other moments that I, I just loved, I mean, it was, it's more funny, but as we were sitting on the beach at, I don't know what the, is it Josephine? Yeah, uh, Josephine Lake. We're just sitting there hanging out, you know, all talking. And then this boat, this like ferry arrives with a bunch of people coming to the dock. It's like a tourist thing going through the mountains. And they're all like cheering us on. <laughs> and it felt like a movie kind of like we were, I don't know. It, it was just a funny, but truly uh, hiking through the woods with my, um, with my wife and having the footage and, uh, and photos to back, or, you know, show that to people, my children and whatnot, that we'll have one day, like that's super, super impactful to me. I love all of this. I just love reliving that day. That was so fun. And I think my favorite, I've, I also have two things that were my favorite from your wedding weekend. And one was how many bears we saw. I took a picture of 
Alexis looking through binoculars watching these bears on the mountain. And I thought that was so fun. Pretty typical for Glacier, but it was just a highlight and also the like close encounter we had. But I think my overall favorite part was I got to hear your vows twice because you said them once in your family ceremony and once in the park on your adventure day. And both times I was just in awe. Your your personal vows were just so they were, they were perfect. It was sweet. It was sentimental. You had inside jokes and I love, love, loved your vows. And so that was definitely a highlight for me and really just being there with you guys. It was such an honor. But now that we're kind of winding this down here, is there anything else you want to share with listeners about your elopement story? Planning, activities, guests, decor, really anything. If you have any kind of final thoughts. I would just say be authentic. That's like my number one piece of advice is be authentic. There were things that we considered planning and then decided like that's not really us. And then there were things that we kind of had tentatively planned. Like we thought maybe after dinner we will crank up the speaker and everyone will kind of dance. And then that just didn't happen because there was a great campfire, a great fire pit that everyone wanted to hang out around and there was a hot tub and it just was way more authentic to do that than it was to get everyone kind of like together for I don't know forced macarena so that was that's my biggest thing is to just to anyone who's planning an elopement just do it as authentically to you as possible that's what made it so special to us and that's what made it so that we really I really think we don't have any regrets. And then I think my second piece of advice, actually, after what you just said, Sydney, is say your vows twice. Because after the wedding ceremony, the actual ceremony with our family, I only half processed what Chase said. And so it was perfect to hear it again the next day because I was able to actually like hear what he was saying and listen to it and process it and not like kind of, I don't know, just like, black out a little bit during the ceremony just from like nerves and realizing like this is happening. Um, so that was really special. If you have the ability to either have two sets of vows or say your vows again, I would absolutely take that. But I think my biggest piece of advice would be to just be as authentic to you as possible um, because that's how you're going to have the most perfect day for you. And um, I think my piece of advice um, is I'm saying this as a cheap man. Don't be cheap. Um, <laughs> this is a very, very special moment in your life and you want to remember it and you want to make it, you know, everything it can be. And so don't, don't waste it on being like how I was kind of when we started this whole, you know, budgeting things and, you know, figuring it out because this all lasts forever and now we can remember it. And, and I, I just wish that I would have, I guess from someone wiser before me, I wish I would have known how I felt about everything that we had planned and done. And I wish I could just, you know, know that off the bat because it all matters a lot now I would have thought differently 
And so I'm, I'm happy with everything that we've done. Amazing. You two are seriously the best. And I'm so glad that you are this first real elopement story to be posted in this series. Your wedding weekend was so special and it truly was an honor to be there to tell your story and capture your people and the sights and the feelings. And thank you so much for being here today and giving people a glimpse into your intimate wedding experience. I know it's probably a lot to relive that day emotionally since eloping is such a sacred and intimate thing. And I'm so thankful you were willing to share your experience here with me. And I will paste links to your elopement story blog and your wedding video from Hunter in the show notes online if people want visuals from your stunning weekend. But I think this is the end of our podcast. And thank you again for coming on the podcast today. It was so fun for me to relive your day in Montana as well. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of the Real Elopement Story series with Alexis and Chase in Northwest Montana and Glacier National Park. I will definitely be posting more of these soon, so stay tuned, but I will catch you in the next episode. And you know what comes next. Are you ready to wander? Wander.